City Cycle Squad Sports Chat. I declared it this past week, Warriors, Whitworth Warriors Week. But you know what? My, my man said, don't do that. It's been a Warrior Month. So we're going to declare this month DS Wentworth Warrior Month. In the studio tonight, my man, he was a high riser. He's a legend. Playground legend. Baseball all-star. My man, Ansel Adolf Curse. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. How did you survive growing up in Inglewood? Well, when you grow up in Inglewood, you have to follow your lead. You have to follow your lead. And then if you got a big brother ahead of you, you don't have to be a biological, but he can be a brother that can look out for you and looks out for others. And that's a good way to survive in Inglewood. And I had big brothers all over the neighborhood, so you, you just couldn't pick your choice. You just roll with the punches in Inglewood. Now, you, you played ball. You were, you were a legend. I, I watched you play. I played with you on the playground. You are a legend to me. Talk about growing up and playing. Well, not, not necessarily growing up, but talk about playing basketball in the 70s and 80s. Well, the fun part about playing with my peers and some of the younger than I am were the aspects of the game and how some of us grew and we grew as friends and, and we grew as neighbors because we all lived in the neighborhood. And the most positive thing that I always got out of because we could always sit down in front of the Whitworth School, in front of the balcony, the auditorium, and come out and share a piece of chicken or a bag of fries. <laughs> Two-piece. I got it. <laughs> I like that. What I, let me ask you this, man. What are some of your inspirations? What inspire you on a daily basis when you wake up? What's your inspiration? To get out the house, to do something positive, just help somebody next door. Just come outside and, you know, forget about all the negative things and detrimental things you've done and concentrate on not being a negatron and move on with the positive. I don't, you know, I, I concentrate on not doing counterproductive things in my life anymore, which I've done a lot of them. So, I'm blessed to sit here and be able to converse with you on any intellectual level, and I'm just a happy man these days. Oh, absolutely. Let, let me ask you this. What are some of your best life moments? Because I know you used to help everybody. You, you helped out a lot of people. Uh, what are some of your best moments in life? When I, when I get off work and I come up, to the school and see, I'm coming to an area that's cram-ridden now when I could sleep on the brickbacks outside Wentworth School in Inglewood. That made me happy. I was falling asleep out there. Me and my schoolmates, my buddies who are older and younger than, we could stay out there at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. The police didn't even offer an escort, uh, get off this property or anything. So, you know, those were great days in the 70s and the early 80s. You can't take, you can't turn back the hands of time. Talk, talk about some of, them, some of your great battles you had on the courts, man. That's, that's, what, that's what I want to hear, our listeners want to hear.
because like I said earlier, I enjoy playing with you and against you. I mean, I would I would love playing with you because the thing I loved about you is you was a you you were an an explosive scorer. Just pass I pass you the ball and I knew what time it was. You was gonna get a basket. So talk about playing playing in those times. Well, the thing that was good about playing basketball when I played against people. Well, I'm that, sorry, you're a hell of a baseball player too. We gonna get to that. Okay. And with the thing about playing basketball, which what was exciting to me, it was always a challenge. Looking forward to somebody that doesn't know my athletic ability, doesn't know my shooting ability, and they said, "Who is this dude?" They could be all city, all state. They said, all I knew was some of the guys that stick around. You'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> what what life lessons can you share with our listeners about growing up? Some maybe. Mom said to you, or Pop said to you, a life lessons you can life lessons you can share with our listeners. Work hard, obey your parents, have a cool beer, leave narcotics alone. My man, being a family man, what does family mean to you? Well, right now, today, with my brother's health condition and I'm fighting health condition, we pray for, we praying for him. Okay, we have. Uh, we have blood disorders that runs through our family, so I can't actually tell you nothing, but all I know is all power in God's hand. My man, and on that note, I like that. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. We're going to thank our sponsors, and we're going to thank our guests. Welcome back to Windy City Cycle Squad Sports Check. In the studio tonight, I forgot to mention this man, and I've been knowing this dude for a long time, Charlie Elbow. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show, Charlie. But back to my man, Elsie. Talk about your baseball career, because you played baseball. What, what position did you play? Right field. I always wanted to be Dave Parker. I wanted to be known way before Parker was great. I wanted to be like Clemenia and Reggie Jackson. To cut you out, to hit homers, and Clemenia could steal bases. So when I played baseball, who wouldn't want to be like the, the legend Roberto Clemenia or the, or the clutch hitter that ever played, the greatest clutch hitter that ever played the game, Reginald Martinez Jackson. Mm. Is, would you say Clemenia was the best? Is he the, he the best? He the best right fielder you've ever seen play? He the best right fielder that the Almighty ever put on this earth as of today. Wow. <laughs> well, you, 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 what position did you play? You played right fielder at right DH field. in high school. Wow. And I've gunned some people down. And I had a cannon, I had a rifle. But even when we played softball, how somebody would come up the line and I cut them off. It make no difference who was catching or whatever we played softball. And I had a few bombs in my, in, 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 in Wentworth, up at Wentworth. Now, were you a switch hitter? No. Left-handed. Just left Left-handed. Catch right, bat left. Okay. Yeah. But we've always, we always had fun. See, the thing about Wentworth school was, there were always some 
softball and strikeout. Mm. So I came up there one day in the early 80s. I saw the softball game going on. I saw a strikeout game. And I saw a full court. And I saw a full court game going on. I said, I'm at home. Yeah, I'm at home. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely, man. Everything was going on right there. You didn't have to go anywhere. You did everything right there. Right there. <laughs> and you could go around the corner and get your greasy top over and a pot. Some days will never come back again, man. Let, let me ask you about the free agency and NBA this summer. What you think about that, the, the duos that was formed? You know what? These wild witch hunts have gone on, but they've never been up to this magnitude, which somehow never empowers one part of the league and devours another part of the league. So if you're not living in a big big time city where they get a lot of draw, that's what stars are going. So they, everybody wants to be a Michael Jordan. They might not tell you that, but they want to be in commercials. They want to be in they want to be in commercials, you know. They want everybody wants to be a billionaire. They can't be happy with a hundred million. Or you can be like your friend Antoine Walker and just go out and blow a hundred twenty million trying to be like Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan. That's not happening because you don't have an income coming out of that stature to even compare with them. They making millions every day <laughs> and you spending millions. That doesn't last for very long. So, Cancel, you think anybody will ever be able to do the three peak that the Bulls pulled off with Michael Jordan and his team? Not not in modern day for the simple fact that these guys signed a three year contract, a three year contract up. Nobody maxed the contract out now and say, I'm gonna stay here and develop this team and two other players come around to make the big three. No, they break them up too soon now. They're going everywhere where they can make, where they can advance in, in salaries and all that. So no, no. Do you think anybody got the heart, the drive, and the commitment that Michael Jordan had in the game in this modern day? That drive only comes around every 20 years. Can you speak on that? Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, but you know, the only somebody I've seen with the drive that Michael Jordan had or Charles Barkley had, and he never won a championship, but the man played the game hard in the way it was, and it's just as simple as that. And uh, you know you have his partner, Kenny Smith, in the boot saying, you ain't got a ring. Kenny, you were not the main man on that team. The dream. <laughs> the dream, and Otis Thorpe, you gotta remember one thing. And then you had, you had this forward, Robert Horman could hit the big shots. So you would not... Kenny you know, was good, though. You he would, played you know, smart. He, he was good. Now. Yeah, he was good. And he got lucky when one game when he was hitting all those three. But that wasn't his game. <laughs> Who was, talk about your best... You, know, you, we, you spoke on it earlier. That, uh, Lucas, is he one of your favorite point guards in the NBA? John Lucas. Well, you know what? The thing about John Lucas was he come back from a whole lot of downfalls. And the downfall he come back from, what I was saying, stay clean these days, cocaine, which is a detrimental thing. In our society now you had this opium, which is even 
detrimental. And I look up there and I see Wentworth School. It was a time when I went by there, I see about a week and a half ago, and it was about two o'clock in the afternoon, about 80 degrees. I said, we would have been up here happy as I don't, happy as hell, just to be out here to shoot some hoop all yeah. day and shoot the breeze. It was probably empty up there when you went. <laughs> it looked like an eggshell up there. <laughs> I want to I wanna throw out another name at you. You just tell me what you think about these ball players. I'm going to throw a few names at you. Gus Williams. One of my favorite point guards at all time. I just love one thing with Brenton Musburger said in, uh, in, a, in a Western Conference final when they won the championship in what was that, 77 or 78. But when he said, the wizard turns and burns on Jabbar. Give him to and send him to the free throw. <laughs> Tiny Nate Archibald. The only man in history to lead his league in scoring and assist. Great. Great. He could give you the whole pack. He could score for you, or he can just look for you, feed you downtown. I got one, I got one for you right here. Tell me about this ball player. Ansel Adol Curtis. What was his strengths? I never actually knew nothing about strength or anything. I just had the will to win, and I just love shooting. And I love <laughs> hitting the bottom of the game. And it make no difference. You pull up from anywhere. Yeah, but that was that, that was from a, hard, a lot of hard work shooting at nighttime when nobody else was on no the No lights or nothing. No lights or nothing. Just shoot. Didn't even look at the rim half the time when I got older because I knew where I wanted to go on the spot of the court. So it was just, say I may have taken a thousand shots at that spot. And I knew how to release spell. And when that release point fell, great. We're going back the other way. We're going back. You you had a scorer's mentality, though. You you knew you just knew you understood the game, and you knew in order to to play, you got to put the ball in the basket, and you did that well, extremely well. But I never really got verbal in the court. If you heard me say this maybe once or twice against somebody, we, we were playing. I turned around and said. You can't stop me. And that means I'm pumped. I'm coming back down. I'm coming back down. And I don't care where I'm at on that court. I'm going to nail you. And I'm going to tell you. And then you don't know what I may do after that. I play hard. I hate it when people... You play hard all the time. Yeah. 110%. That's what you gave. Ansel, I got another question for you.
610 and 611, and then you come with 68, 250 pounds, you asking for trouble. Who plays the point guard, <laughs> a small forward and power forward. So all you need is some reserves bagging them up, or whoever you put in that three of, I mean, four or five slot. It could be anybody. If they just hit open shot and have four or five points a game, because you got 60 points coming automatically, and then your reserves, you get your 20, 30, and you know LeBron can play shutdown defense. Oh, yeah. And you know Anthony Davis can play shutdown play defense. Play shutdown defense. With any power forward in the business. So it's not like you're going with the Lakers. Yes. I'm with the Lakers. I'm with them, too. But I want to ask Tyler. Of course you LeBron follow up. Oh, yeah. But let me ask, let me ask this man. Let me ask Tyler a question. I got to ask Tyler a question. Okay. Tyler's seen a lot of ball before I have, and this is his guy. Would you rate my man in the top ten, one of the top ten greats out of on, on legendary on the courts at Wentworth? Yes, this is close to that. This is it's a high jump.